homegrown podcast we are extremely excited to have a really good close friend a old friend one may say um but thank you for listening if you're coming back we all obviously love to have you back if you're new here we hope that you can come along with uncomfortable conversations we try and make comfortable between um a broad way of topics you know a lot of different topics but i think we usually stay you know, we've been staying within the race conversation or about events going on through this country and everything like that. Um, follow us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at The Homegrown Podcast. Um, you can find all of our updates there and new episodes. And then we're also streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you listen to uh, any of your podcasts. Subscribe and get all the new episodes. Today... Oh, and always, shout out Chris Godzilla Taylor from Milwaukee, 414. Uh, he made our intro song, and I always love it. And I get a shit ton of compliments, CT, so I wanted to make sure you got your shout out. Um, but I would like to introduce someone really close to the group, uh, Ray Moore. We uh, met in school at Madison Media Institute, rest in peace. <laughs> um, but, but we met there. Um, we had, we went through our associates program together. And I think our, inter, our bachelor's program too, right? Um, and we've had in our past, a lot of interesting conversations, both back then it wasn't necessarily focused on things that we might talk about today. or is maybe more music related or like, Hey, what's your background story? <laughs> but we, I feel both of us coming from the Asian community, we have it may be common ground and maybe uncommon ground, and that's why we wanted to have him on here. But Ray, thank you for uh, joining us and coming on today. Super appreciate your time. No, um, thank you very much for the opportunity. You know, I really do appreciate it. Uh, when when I'm invited to things like this, it always piques my interest. I've always uh, I've always been an avid listener ever since. Uh, Randy and yourself actually told me about your homegrown podcast. I got super excited, so I started listening. And when you threw me that invite, oh, well, oh, super stoked. Appreciate you answering uh, the bat signal. Um, <laughs> everyone, we are still working in uh, shared spaces, meaning quarantine, meaning everyone's on Skype and Zoom right now. So we are also all from our home. So if you hear clitter clatter wherever, it's our families. So just relax. Clitter clatter. Enjoy clitter, the podcast patter. and let it go. Um, so Ray, let's get into just kind of your background. Just tell me a little bit about like where you were born, maybe kind of where you were raised and just kind of the family atmosphere. Sure. Um, so I was, uh, born in Subic Bay. It's Manila, Philippines. Uh, it was a base during the time. Well, I think they opened it back up, but it was a base at the time. So I was born and raised 
in the Philippines and I was raised in, um, um, as a military brat. I did majority, majority of my life. I did live in the Philippines, but I did live in Guam at one point at a very young age. Um, and because I was, uh, not considered American citizen, I, we could not stay in the Philippines for more than three years, I believe was a rule. We would have had to get out of the country and live someplace else for a little bit and then come right back. That's crazy. So, so yeah, uh, a lot of moving parts, uh, every single day. So, uh, I, I want to say that my background is multicultural. <laughs> mm-hmm. like I, li- I lived everywhere, man. I've, uh, I've offended everyone and, um, <laughs> I've offended everyone and I've, I've learned from everyone. Uh, if, sure. if you can understand that, you know. Um, well, I think that's the way. Like, you, like you're not gonna agree with everyone, right? Like, you have to sometimes offend people in way and sense to understand different points, right? Because, like, if you never say yeah. something, right, and you never have a conversation with, like, hey, I, I think that's like super uncool to say. What? How? How the fuck would you ever know? <laughs> or, or sometimes you wouldn't even have to say anything, right? Um, and, and as added, just for this example alone, um, I was. I want to say it was in Turkey and I sat with, I was sitting down in a chair and I was, I had my legs crossed over you know, and I was exposing my heel. And apparently that's like a huge no, no. Um, it's pretty much telling the person you're having a conversation with it. You're like, you're as if dirt from the bottom of, bottom of my foot or so. Oh, that's what that means. in like and so, so, that's crazy. So I, I, this guy was really, really upset. I mean, and understandable, but I, I didn't know that I was doing anything wrong. But yeah. I'm sure as hell offended the guy. Right. So how <laughs> do you have brothers and sisters too? Or I, how big is like the yeah, remote um, family, I guess? Well, I, I have two older brothers, um, but they're the, the baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I am the baby of the family. Um, but I do have two older brothers. We're all, uh, we all joined the military, you know, yes, we're all prior military as well. Um, uh, but it, it's more of like a, we ended up in different States. We we didn't live with each other. Right. That much. Right. So what was it like? So you would kind of spend time in, in the Philippines, right. And then like, you'd have to kind mm-hmm. of do that time to reset whatever for that rule. What was that parallel like, right. Cause like you're going from, what you probably consider more of like your home base, your actual home, right? And mm-hmm. almost like a temp home or like a summer home for like a minute and then back into the areas that you may know better. What was, how did that maybe start to shape, you know, things as a it, kid? Uh, dude, it was difficult. Um, you, you think about, I, I think about my wife's situation when it comes to kind of stuff like this, I almost get jealous almost mm-hmm. uh, or envious. Envious would be a better word. I mean, be, both mean the same thing, but envious would be a better, better terminology. Um, my wife grew up with friends, mm. you know, uh, for me, I would know this group of people for about two, three years, move over to a different country, come back. And it's a whole new set of people. And I would have All to right. reintroduce myself again. I didn't have, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends in the Philippines. Mm. There's only two I could probably count on, but right. And were you that's, being that's taught it. like in a traditional Filipino school or were you on? Were, were oh, yeah. Okay. So, cause I didn't know. Cause oh, sometimes, yeah. you know, when you're like, you're on the base, you may be in more like the American nice school. That oh, you no, set up. No, yeah. No. So it's super traditional. Yeah. Super tradi- uh, traditional. Um, I, I went to 
I want to say it's seven or eight schools in total. Jeez. From like, would you say from, like from kindergarten to like your from, senior year? Or? From kindergarten all the way up to, yeah, senior. Jesus senior. Christ. That's, so it's, it's tough. No, because like that doesn't like, obviously you want someone or something to connect to, right? Like, you know, you may not even need friends necessarily, right? But like just the idea of like setting roots, like, and just being like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good, you know, but yeah, that's gotta be crazy. Like I moved once, <laughs> and it sucked, you know, and I stayed in the same school. Like, so, you know what I mean? So like, I didn't even move that much. I just moved cities. So it was just like a longer commute. Nothing else really changed. And then you like, that sucks. I can't even imagine like skipping back and forth and back and forth every, that's crazy, dude. Like that's every, that's a school, like every three years or two years. Damn. Dude. Yeah. Sounds about right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So did you find, so where did you find like that idea of um, barking dogs? Like I said, we're at home people, relax, enjoy. And no, if you're listening at home, that's not your dog. That's the recording. Um, but growing up, was it, so did you find just more comfort in like isolation or did you try and find that through your brothers or how, I guess how old, are, how much older are your brothers than you? Uh, my brother James, he's about uh, two years older than I am, and then my brother Jeffrey, he's about uh, seven years older than I am. So at least the one, like the the gap of the two years, isn't too crazy, right? So like, was that because were you all were you guys all moving together then too? Because like that would maybe strengthen like that family bond. But I guess if like you're all over the place too, like you don't that would that would be more difficult. <laughs> um. Yeah. It is. It is quite difficult. I mean, my older my eldest brother, he kind of left at a very, at a very early age of my life. Um, uh, we didn't really have like the super strong family background. So he, he had his own reasons why he wanted to get away from mom and dad, you know? Right. And, uh, sure. and then, uh, yeah, my brother, my other brother, he kind of, he kind of followed suit right after that. Um, as soon as he got his opportunity or when he, I want to say when he turned like 17 or 18, he's like, Marine Corps life is just for me. Right. And he kind of bounced out up right away. But no, um, growing up, uh, I was really isolated. Uh, I was, I was, I was a lone wolf. Um, I tried, um, I tried connecting to people, but I found myself socially. I, I want to say that I was a little bit socially awkward. Okay. Yeah. When introducing him, because I, I, I want to say I never, I never had a chance to develop as a kid. And you know, right, um, right, like that, that piece of yours is just stolen when you mean that. And you know, I and that, that has always been in the in the back of my mind, like for sure. I want to introduce, I want to make friends, but I don't know how I'm going to come across because I've been exposed to so many different things, man. Right. Um, right. that's that's crazy, that's crazy though, because like that, yeah, that's like a whole different level of growing up. Right, that like I think ninety nine percent of people would argue, you know what I mean? Of just like you usually sit in one spot, you're able to develop, you're able to have those like childhood memories. But like shit, like if your childhood memories are just like, all right, put the box over there again, and let's do that. You know what I mean? Like that's gotta that's gotta yeah. be crazy. You know, you know what was my childhood memory was natural disasters. Mm. <laughs> those are the ones that stick out the most. Something significant like a significant event and that's what i remember about that place yeah. guam i remember i remember this 8.2 earthquake hit guam 
Mm. And it, it was so powerful that, uh, you know, I was, I was, I remember touching the earth or feeling the earth and, um, it, it was just so surreal, but that's what I remember about Guam. Mm. Um, and, uh, I, I remember this huge typhoon, typhoon Omar that was in Guam as well. But other, other than that, I, I can't really remember anything outside of it. Uh, when, so when going to school, were you being taught any outlook on how America was shaping at that time? Because what, how old are you? I forget. Uh, right now, I, I think I'm 35, 34, 35, somewhere around there. Pick a number. Close enough, uh, right? Um, so <laughs> at, that, at that time, like, I, you know, that's near where I am at, too. So it's not too far off. So, like, what, what was that like, I guess being raised in the Philippines? Like, did, was there any crossover, I guess, of talking about more Western Americanized culture or anything like that in your school? Man, um, yes and no. We, we, we idolize Western, Western things, you know, Western civilization. We idolize it, but, you know, we, we're still kind of grounded in our own traditional ways. Right. Uh, there, are, there are things that we can incorporate. Uh, like, for example, music. There's... Western music has such a huge influence in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, and the Philippines, uh, it's made up of thousands, hundreds and thousands of islands. And uh, there's, there's, there's an island that speaks nothing but Spanish. There's an island that speaks nothing but Japanese, uh, Tagalog, Visayan, Ilongo. Like it's, it's a potluck of culture. Hmm. Uh, if I can better explain, yeah, yeah that would yeah. be a better explanation. Like oh, yeah, for sure. So, what was it like then? What were what were the things that you can remember? Not obviously, this is like a super long time ago. So, like, if there's if there's something that uh, you can't remember, don't worry. But what were some things that stuck out? I guess of them teaching about West Western culture or anything like that. Did anything stick out? Yeah. Um, everyone always looked to me for answers when I couldn't give it to them <laughs> because, uh, they, they, when they, what do you mean by that? well, they saw the color of my skin and they, they, I'm considered white. Right. Uh, I was, I was considered a, a, a white boy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've always told them like, like um, I'm born and raised here. I speak Messiah. That's it. And That's that's crazy. So then, so at so at super like young, so at like super young ages, you were already feeling not racial tension, but that obviously that based you started to experience the difference of like okay, so if you may be a shade lighter in this country, you're going to be asked X, Y, and well, yeah, super I'm, young age, huh? No, I was I was all no, I was already bombarded with uh, with. I was bullied, man. <laughs> Everywhere I went, yeah. Just, just by the way I was, just by the way I looked. I was bullied. I was always treated different. I was always put on this pedestal of some sort of. This has to be a person of uh, that that's better than me because my skin color is different from them, and I was always a target. Right. I mean, and it it didn't matter what school I went to. It didn't matter if there was other Canadians there, Americans. It, it didn't matter if your skin was lighter, you were a target. 
yes, you would run into some people that have some sort of understanding that they would come to your aid. There's, there's like a humanistic side of it. Yeah. Right. That's why I said, I only have two friends out there, mm. but uh, yeah, I was, I was always a target, man. Um, I was always bullied, picked on and they, they were the funny, the, the weird part is, is that the, I've, I've only felt, I've only felt this discriminated against within my own community. That's, that's interesting because I feel like there's, especially in the States, right. There's this like weird notion that most racism, racial insensitivity is just like a white thing versus understanding that no matter where you're at, obviously there's different skin tones and shades. And so therefore you can have that same type of oppressive thinking in different, you know what I mean? In different countries, which is because that, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because I feel like if you ask the most, yeah. more, more or less, if you ask a person in the United States about racism, racism they're just going to think white to black, white to Asian, white to Hispanic, white to whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to necessarily think, but like I, like I felt rejection within my own, like the Korean community because of being adopted and having white parents because of not being raised like the legitimately the polar fucking opposite of what a Korean traditional household is. That Mm -hmm. was my household. Like white, white parents, white family, white, white, everything. Right. So I remember the first time I met someone that was like from Korea, there was like this fucking weird, like vibe, right? Like we knew that we were both Korean. We knew that, you know, like my, you know what I mean? There's because like, and I'm sure you felt this, right? Like there's these weird, okay. Like we both know we're Korean or Filipino or whatever. So there's that weird, like kind of commonality, but mm-hmm. then like he starts to talk to Korea in Korean. I'm like, Oh dude, I don't, I don't know like a Korean bro. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then like the face of just like, Oh, it's almost disgust. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that like, face so, of disgust. Yeah. So like, I think that's where like we've would, we would talk about this back in the day at school. Right. Of just like, our shades of racism like it's more it's a bigger problem than just white america versus black hispanic asian you know what i mean yeah um i've i've ran into that as well um when i went to a trip in um in davao it's another place in the philippines uh there were certain there were certain slang or certain words that i didn't pick up on right away that are different from the Visayan language that I, my mother tongue that I normally speak. And they're like, man, you don't, you don't understand this. You, mu- you must not be Filipino. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, no, isn't cool. That so crazy Thanks. Shit, Thanks bro. man. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> Appreciate your family. Like and it was family too. Yeah, it was family like, who told me that. Like that, the, that's the, <laughs> like, that's what people don't, not people. That's what maybe United States born and raised white kids don't can't always capture or just like, you have no like racism's one thing, right? Like I I can deal with a white person being like, hey, Chink, go back to your own country. Like I can deal with that. But there's this weird fucking thing when someone from your own fucking like let it be your family or let it be your family plus just like yo, I'm Korean. Like I have that's all I am. You know what I mean? And then like you're to being told, like, well, you're not like you're not Korean, you know, like you're Korean, but you're you're not you're not there. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what is that? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's fucking kind of, crazy, dude. It is. It is. And it can be, but you know, I've, I've learned to forgive 
and forget from my side. Um, I, and I and I think uh, you know with, with having a family, having a wife and kids, I kind of opened up my eyes to just. I think I just better focus on myself rather than the things that are going on around me because mm. things around me ain't going to pay for the bills. You know, I, agree I mean, with that. I, I, I guess I don't I, know. Like I'm more of a person of, I, I a hundred percent agree. Right. Like, and there's a certain point to where like, you can't give a fuck. Right. Like if they're just not, like, <laughs> yeah, I like, can't. they're going to be set here. Like there's not much you can do, but I think I'm always the one trying to push that of just like, I'm going to fucking try it, you know, like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to give it the good, you know, the good hee ho on this. And if it doesn't take, it doesn't take, but like, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't know where it necessarily comes from. But I'm just like, I'm at a point where it's like, you know, like we got to stop this shit. Like there's way bigger things to, you know, but to get back into your family stuff, like, are you yours? Is your family, um, the same complexion as you? Are they darker? Or are they lighter? Oh, uh, they're about the same complexion. My kids are, well, I guess, I guess like your, your parents and your brothers. Oh, my brothers? No, they're darker complexion than I am. Did you get like weird vibes about when you're like when you're out with them? Because my so my sister's adopted from Korea as well, but she's she's so much darker than I am. Um, and like we so we look <laughs> dude, we look like the weird like I'm sure to the to the other side like we look like a weird fucking family, bro. Like my white, what I'm talking about like white parents, white jobs, right? White picket, like that's them, and I love them to death, but they know that's what it is. But then you have my sister who looks could be mistaken as Hispanic here and there, depending on like where like just like shade of skin. And then you have me who's just like like can get a darker skin tone, but is more naturally light. So it's like, bro, like where, where the fuck? Did, so like we got that a lot of just like so. What's this grandparents? What's the situation here? Did you get? Did you ever get that in over in the Philippines? Oh yeah, um, my brother James and I we we always got that look uh my brother jeffrey my, like, like i said he dipped out very early in my age and right uh my earlier years so it was just me and my brother james growing up but yeah um no we didn't get a lot of questions just a lot of odd looks like they were mm. too there I, I think they were too scared to ask because my my brother james has always been the protective type and um right. and he's ugh. He can't be on the aggressive side sometimes. <laughs> so when when people start looking, he would look right back and just dog him down. And go, what are you looking at? <laughs> what are you looking at? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, what? So what was? How did your family? Because obviously, being raised in the Philippines, different culture, different dynamic, right? Did you guys mm -hmm. ever talk about race, race things that racist things that might have happened? Because for people that may not know, most majority of time, um, Asian, like very traditional households, it's not always necessarily like the place where you talk about shit a lot, a lot of time. Like, it, like the, obviously it's, it's varies, right? Like everyone's different. Every person's different, but for the most part, like a lot of Asian households are just like, all right, yeah, like this shit you got to deal with. Let's, let's keep trucking. It's like, well, I think we should talk about this. <laughs> so, what was that? Were your parents? Was this a conversation you had with your parents, or were you just kind of? No, um, this is a conversation that I had with uh, my mom's side of the family, like my aunts, my cousins, mm. and, you know, my, my my grandparents and whatnot. Um, here, here's the thing: like my dad, growing up, he was there, but he wasn't really there. Okay. Um, 
let's, let's put it into a better perspective. Uh, financially, we, we were stable, somewhat stable financially, you know, yeah. um, keeping your head above water. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then what else? But he, he would never, ever sit down and, you know, help me solve an equilateral equation or anything. You know, <laughs> right. he, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't there to teach me these things or what to or expect. Just like and a, then the check-in factor and like, all right, good. You, you look like you're yeah, doing and right then, home. And then on top, <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, what made matters worse is, uh, I think I want to say I was 14. Uh, he passed away. So oh, I'm sorry about that, bro. So like, Oh no, it's, it's all right. Things happen. Gotta get one over. <laughs> things happen but uh yeah I, I looked up to my grandfather in these times mm. and yeah he he pretty much told me that growing up i'm always going to be treated different if i'm living here what he meant by that well, while i'm living in the philippines i'm always going to be treated different just because of my skin tone and so Every time I would go out of our compound, like um, a lot of Asian, a lot of Asian family households, like everyone kind of lives in the same house. Right. Yeah. You know? And so every time I would, I would leave, um, you know, the compound or uh, I would leave the, <clears throat> I would leave the house. My cousins were always with me. Like I, I've, I've always had like a bodyguard. Mm. Right. So if anything happens, you know, whatever. Because I was, like I said, I have a lighter skin tone color and I was always picked on, glued on, and it just didn't happen at school. It happened outside of school. Right. How col college students from a nearby school came over and knew that there was Americano, you know, a, a, an American in Holy Spirit school and they would give me trouble. Which is crazy because, like, you're like at the time. <laughs> You weren't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's like oh, dude, I remember us having conversations of this because, like, I felt this, like, I the same, the same, like, feeling of isolation and just then, like, you're stereotyped into be, you represent something that you don't. Like, I was growing up in a majority all white community, so it was like the same thing of like that americana or like that word right it was just like yeah. oh yeah but then we have some chinese kids like well first off bro, i'm not even chinese but you know like so like that 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 targeted <laughs> like that one kid that looks like this like that feeling is like i feel we've had common ground on that did it get so when you were bowling was it was it name calling was it did it get physical was it just oh uh, yeah you know or, or was it like the all of the above type of shit all of the above uh i've gotten I've gotten beat up, spit on, kicked, uh, dragged around on the ground, dude. It, it was, it was pretty, uh, yeah, I was, uh, and for the most part, I try to keep my head down. You know, I don't like to, and maybe that was probably the reason because I was just too scared to talk or maybe, maybe they learned something about, you know, uh, Filipino history when, um, MacArthur took too long to come back to the Philippines or something. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, that, I just, that hard <laughs> connecting with your culture during that. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, when I got bullied for just like 
what I, what was racial and skin color and everything like that. Like there is a good chunk of my adolescent life, like where I'm like, and, and Randy and Randy knows this, like, and a lot of people that like know me really close, like I wanted nothing to do with being Asian. Like I wanted to suck at math. I wanted to be a really like all the stereotypes. I wanted to be different for all this other shit. Like I, I wanted to be anything else, but part of the Asian community because of just like, you know what I mean? He just like that type of shit. Were you were you ever at that point, or was because because obviously your family has more of a connection to the Philippines, being from there and everything. Was that stronger than maybe what I have? But I no, um, no, I never had that. I still pride myself in being mm-hmm. Asian. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I still I'll still represent myself as a Filipino American. Right. Right. You know, um. It it just sucks that I had to grow up that way, but mm. in turn, I guess it made me realize that, or it just made me a better person, a stronger person. That I, I always I like I love you. I I hate when people say that though, because you can become a good person without being fucking targeted. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, you did not, you did not like everything you have become is not set on that you had to be targeted for your fucking color. You know what I mean? Like. I, that's that's but that's just like I I love you. But you know, yeah, you, yeah. I know what you mean. But, though. I know what you yeah. mean though. But like, yeah. yeah. But it made me realize too. Like you know, if I'm targeted, I would never want to treat anyone like this. 100. percent Right. Like sure. I, I've 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 been bullied. I don't want that guy to be bullied. Mm. I mean, he can he can call me a gook, a nip, a chink, whatever the hell you got right. under leaving. You can call me whatever the hell you want. But you know what? I'm still gonna love you because you're human. Yeah, 100. Oh. percent That's just it. Yeah. So how is so when did the transition to the United States start for you? Because obviously you're growing up in the Philippines, everything's mostly tricked. Was was that always the plan? Was it just circumstantial? How did that kind of pure go into getting into the United States? I I, I didn't have a plan. I, I winged it, man. Um that's a I fucking s- hell of a plan to just win, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know no, if people. Uh, I don't know if people listening understand how hard it is to get in this fucking country. They think people just jump over borders. No, it's not. On a boat, it's fucking difficult, dude. Even, 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 especially for even me growing up as an American citizen, mm-hmm. I still had issues trying to get into the country. I'm, I'm, I'm American citizen. I am an American, and I, I, I will. I had difficulty and trouble trying to get in because uh, I needed to have this uh, certificate. This it's a certificate of proof of birth from abroad okay and that's yeah, the, so you, yeah, saw, you need some white man document. i need a document <laughs> yeah from the philippines that saying like yes i was born on this base while i was still active therefore i'm american citizen yes that's <laughs> that's what i needed yay so, so you had dual citizenship right away nope. or no okay so you no. were, you were a Philippine citizen and then had to go through that process of American citizenship. No, I was I was, I was considered American citizen from the moment I was gotcha. born. Gotcha. So it was just yeah. okay. Cool. That's interesting because I always find it interesting when, especially when within the Asian community, but really anyone that has to go through either adoption process or like your situation, right, where you are an American citizen, but you're coming from a different country, so you have to prove a bunch of other bullshit. And I find it interesting because, like, it's most... I feel to the the average individual, right, 
there is a certain pride with immigrants when it comes to like what quote unquote might make an American or how much we care about this country. Right. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, cause yeah, you, you and I both have had kids in this country. <laughs> you get a fucking piece of paper right out the womb, literally like, right. Yeah. Like, and then there's families that have to go through and for, for proper reasoning, right. Like I'm not saying you should just let anyone adopt a child, right. Like you have to go through checks. You have to do all this shit. Mm-hmm. But like there's loose there's loopholes, right? Like there's things that you have to go through. And so like when people question, because I go on a lot of tangents when it comes to like social justice and all of that, they're like, well, and like, fuck, why don't you just go back to something? It's like, because I fought for this. Like my family had to send, like there was a lot of things that had to go right for me to get here. You know what I mean? That type of thinking, I guess I'm trying to get to. Oh no. I mean, I can, I guess that's very understandable. Um, Cause you fought you had like you were i i literally literally fought for it twice twice well we'll we'll, we'll get into that but like the the, the, like the idea of like you were legitimately an american citizen still had to like claw and fight your way to get back into this bitch well the the thing and on top of what made things worse is that um um when i turned 16 um my mother left me to go to the States. Okay. Where did she go? Uh, I, I want to say it was Louisiana. Okay. And I, and I think, and I think the reason why she did it was to make enough money to pay for my ticket. Right. To send for you, to send for you. Yeah. yeah. To send, to send, yeah. For, you know, yeah. Um, just that, but I didn't pause, understand that, dude. Pause, I was 16. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, people don't always like they sometimes, when especially if you're like a first generation American, if you're like whatever the situation may be, like there's a there's a lot of misconception. I'm just like, yeah, you guys just hopped on, you know, Atlanta Air and then came here all together. It's like, no, like sometimes my mom had to take three different boats, you know, whatever the situation may be. of someone that had to like you know what i mean like there's chapters of this process of what immigration is you know what i mean chapters more like books no exactly right (laughs) and then you're just like okay well now we're gonna be spread apart it's not 2021 so communication is difficult between international countries like there's the whole shit you know what i mean yeah it was it was quite difficult but then even then like it's I don't know. I'm I'm already I was already um Yeah, that's yeah, true. You did have to yeah. There's a good yeah. so our our lovely producer made a good note of that. You had to pay by the minute back then. So like you're you're like trying like not only are you trying to do the goddamn like okay, so what time is it here? And then add this international deadline that and then okay, now I gotta go well, get this card. Hopefully I write the you know, like this, Jesus. Like, well, not not only that, you're paying for your minutes while you I mean in the Philippines it's a little different, or maybe it isn't, but you're paying for your minutes while you're using the phone, and then plus you're paying for the minutes while you're making that international call. So it's like yeah, a double yeah. dip. Yeah, like yeah, no, you're yeah. getting screwed. You yeah. put in 30 bucks and you're looking at a five-minute phone yeah, you're, call. You're looking at and you're gonna pray that that person answers the phone. Yeah, within the first right. try. Because like if you're not on that first clip, like good luck. Good luck trying to make all that happen again. So when did you move into the States then? I turned nine. Oh. When was Hurricane Katrina? 2005? 2005. Yeah. 2005, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, I turn, I want to say I turn 18 or 19 on the plane on my, on, yeah, in transit from the Philippines to the United States. It, it was in 2005 because I, uh, here's the story. Um, so during my transit, uh, they found out it was, uh, I remember the, the stewardess realized that it was my birthday and the whole crew <laughs> was awesome. They sang me a happy birthday song and gave me a little cupcake. It's awesome. It's great. And then um, as, as soon as I got, as soon as I got to uh, Louisiana, um, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Mm. I didn't know what to do, how to look for a job. I was never taught these at the time. Oh yeah. Um, I was, I was the best translator for my dad, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to get them beers, brother. (laughs) Um, so yeah. And that's how I learned English, by the way, I had to translate for my father at tourist spots. So I, I ran into people from Australia, like that's how I learned English. That's why I don't have an accent. I practice. I practice. Hear that? Any future Filipinos listening to this cast, man, all you got to do is practice and you can have a beautiful voice like mine. You still got um, that accent and they're not going to lie, bro. <laughs> it comes, it, like when you keep, when you keep going, like when, I, when we get into it, like I'm like, oh yeah, there it is. <laughs> so, uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah. 18, 19 on the plane. Right. Um, a couple months, uh, a couple months in, in living in this, uh, uh, apartment hurricane katrina comes through <laughs> Jesus Christ. and we i i had to evacuate um uh, luckily there was a church right across the street grace baptist church and um i remember the pastor there <laughs> so all this time uh, your mom's like telling you about the united states like how great it is like no like yo like it's real no, over here they, and then all they, of a sudden you get there and just like what the fuck is this he just he decided to take us on and goes okay we're we're getting out of here and we we were in bumper to bumper traffic for let's say 12 hours just trying to get out of the city. Jesus fuck. And uh yeah. That's yeah, it was, it was it was tough. And when I came back to the apartment, everything was washed away. Everything was gone. Everything was flooded. Hmm. Um yeah, I had not I had nothing. I I I was I was cutting trees for this guy. Um he, he was giving me like a hundred bucks a day to work for him. And I remember cutting trees and I couldn't cut trees anymore because all the trees were freaking gone. Right. So I, I didn't know what to do until I saw a recruiter smoking a cigarette was, right outside of no, recruiting I station. About to ask. <laughs> I was like, you, he's like, no Yo. man, we're close. I'm like, no, you're not. As- you're in uniform, buddy. <laughs> As soon as you said that, dude, I'm like, that'd be a really good opportunity for a recruiter to come and be like, "Hey, you want to change your life, son?" <laughs> so, like, I, I got in touch. I got in touch with this guy, and you know, he's like, "All right, you need you need a pass. You know, you, you need to get physicals done. You need to get this done." I'm like, "Okay, how fast can I get into the military, though? Like, what?" Because <laughs> you know, my my father served. My father before him served. My brothers served. Are, are we're currently serving at the time right. and you know what i'm like hell let's let's make this into a family tradition so i signed up and uh yeah <laughs> was that the more the sense of was it like why like i guess the why reason of signing up was it a mixture of 
necessity right at the time plus like kind of a family tradition was it like an american like a pride thing uh, I, you know what i, I mean? want to i sense? want to say yeah uh i say well first and foremost it, it was definitely a patriotical duty for myself to join up you know right. it, it was like, embedded I assume, in like with your family dynamic that like that like that was a like growing thing. up as a military brat and saying like growing up in a household where i had to say yes sir and no ma'am and right exactly yes, yes yeah. sir no sir yes ma'am yeah. no ma'am <laughs> yeah so uh, I, I guess i guess i was kind of i wouldn't say engineered <laughs> to join the military but i was, it was i was exposed farm. yeah it was, it was i was right yeah i was i was exposed enough to the point where yes i would under i understand the military life and i know what i'm getting myself into so i'm gonna just go ahead and sign a piece of paper anyway right, so no, yeah that's real shit right like knowing what you like what you're getting yourself into what what was that experience like was it was it hard because of your background right like you not so you already know from a super young age that there's you can be faced with racial tension right oh yeah um, did you what would did you feel any of that in the military was it really more of the the idea of brotherhood like what was that like a mixture of both <laughs> oh, right okay <laughs> Because uh, when you when you go into the military, man, um, you are going to receive the biggest culture shock of your life. Because What's you're not that? only serving alongside uh, American American citizens. There are all there are also people who who signed up the military. Like, um, for example, uh, one of my close friends um, to this day, Stephen Roberts. He's he's a Brit, man. He's he's an Englishman, mm-hmm. and he he is a UK citizen, United United Kingdom citizen, but he served in the US military. He served in our Navy. Oh. Um I met people from I didn't West even Africa. Know that was a thing, bro. Yeah. Um you, you can there there are people that can opt in for citizenship as long as you I wanna say, uh you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um three years into your military service or four four or five years into your military service, you can actually opt in for American citizenship because you, you know, you're serving, serving our country. Yeah. That kind of grinds my gears in a way though. Cause it's like, so we can sign up to serve in your military, but then those same people can't run for president. (laughs) That's kind of fucked up, bro. Like that's weird to me. That's just that, but that's a, that's a totally different topic. Um, so what, so what was that weird balance of like military patriotic brotherhood, but mixed in with like, racism because that would be weird to me you know what i mean like you're all there for the same common yeah um, like you know what i mean yeah and that's the thing because uh during boot camp i remember uh petty officer gray who he i remember him telling us that there is there is no white there is no asian there is no black there is no there's there's no race there's only blue and that is you so we what what boot camp is and will always ever be is to strip you of everything that you 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 hold dear to yourself right you you are you are nothing and that they will build you up into the into the the person that they need you to be right so we didn't care at that at that time during boot camp you know we are being conditioned brainwashed <clears throat> we are being conditioned well let's call it what it is <laughs> that's a duck. Uh, yeah, we we are being conditioned to 
not look at these things, mm. not address these things. Mm. You didn't care if the person to your left is black. You're, you're going to care if this person can fix a busted pipeline, man. You're, you're going to care if this person can actually grab the concepts of firefighting because everyone in the ship is a firefighter. When a fire breaks up, everyone is a firefighter. You know, you're, you're going to... That's interesting. Like, there, there is... And that's where the brotherhood, I believe, comes from, is that you are all being taught the same things over and over and over again, and you're supposed to look for each other's back. Even oh. until now, even until now, we still have a battle buddy system. When I'm feeling kind of a little bit emotionally compromised, mm. I get to call on a friend. Right. He has, I have him on speed dial. He has me on speed dial. I can call him up at three o'clock in the freaking morning, man, and he will answer that call. And the first thing he'll say is, Hey, brother, how, how are you doing? Right. What, what's going on? Do you need a beer? Do you uh, want to talk? Hey, there, there, there is that sense of camaraderie right there. Mm. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, and, it, and, you know, it doesn't have to be with my battle buddy. <laughs> it doesn't have to be with the specific individual that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just going to leave his name out. It can be anyone. You can go into a VA and say, hey, I need to talk to someone. Right. And a person with the same experiences as you will get a hold of you, mm. you know, and it doesn't matter <laughs> white, black, Hispanic, Asian it doesn't, they don't care. Right. So when did that then, so you're going through boot camp, you have that, that brotherhood kind of instilled and now imprinted, but you said that you did feel different racial situations. So when did that, was that after and you're now, yeah. To be honest, like to be honest, bro, like, I, I don't know the whole process of like armed services, and that's why like I give a big thank, thank you to whoever fucking does it, because dude, I I'm, I can't, <laughs> so I don't really know how that whole process works. So like now you're finished with boot camp. When does when's like the first thing that pops up that you can remember at least to memory of like maybe you're now you're re-questioning some people's brotherhood commitment. If that is when I when I when I when I got into the fleet, man. Um, meaning mm. right after boot camp, you get to school, your specific okay. school, and you right. learn about your job in and out, the ins and outs of your job. And then after that, they send you to the fleet, mm. um, which is your ultimate, uh, what they call an ultimate duty station in, in the navy. Um, but it was as soon as I got to the fleet, um, the USS New Orleans LPD eighteen. That's where I was. That's where I was stationed, and. What was weird is that when I met, I met a bunch of Filipinos that were stationed there. They were shopkeepers, like SHS shopkeepers. So some of them were cooks. Mm. Um, some of them were really cool, man. Like down to earth, awesome individuals. Um, you know, I give them the shirt off my back if they needed the help today. Um, but there were some parts where, uh, I was having difficulty because I know several different, I, I know several different languages in the Philippines. I know Tagalog, Vinisayan. Uh, I started getting those, uh, again, uh, those, those uh, several dialects mixed up in between. So when yeah. I'm communicating with one Filipino and then trying to communicate with a different Filipino that, speak, that spoke a different language, I'd get them tongue-tied and twisted up. They'd look at me and go, you're not Filipino, are you? Like it was, it, like it's my own. It was my own people again, telling me that I'm not Filipino. That's <laughs> it's so crazy, because like you're now 
literally a world away, right? And, and it followed me. Yeah. But like not only did it follow <laughs> you, right? Because like 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 your like your grandfather said, like you're always gonna face certain shit dependent on what you look like, right? But like that it was again the specific exact same community of like what you, again what, what you identify with, right? Like that's that's why it's like because like I know you, bro, and I know like how traditional and how honored you are to keep those traditions. But like I'm telling you, bro, like there's that's like that's pretty strong faith in that in that you're not reject you know what i mean because like i I don't know how much shit i would be able to take from korean people doing that type of shit like especially at the level where you're at like right like you have both not only now gone through difficult training for the military and whatever branch you guys go off to right but like you also are from the same community abroad and so you would think you know what I mean? Like, and that's why I think it's interesting that people just never and, identify and you know racism what? as like in, in within your own community. There, there was, there was a, and what's weird is because I fall in this. I call it the middle line, mm. but for myself, I call it the middle line between between cultures because I also met other Filipinos there who are second, third generation Filipinos who. Sure. Uh, what's the term they call it? Whitewash, right? Or yeah, Americanized yeah. or white something white. like that? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, and I, I didn't, I, I guess my way of socializing was a little bit awkward for them. Mm. And when they said, yeah, like, yeah, I hang out with a bunch of Filipinos. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm Filipino too, bro. And uh, when I started speaking in Tagalog, like I was asking him, like if he understood Tagalog, Tagalog. Do you know how to speak Tagalog? And he goes, No. I'm like, oh, you're probably Visayan. So I started speaking in Visayan, and he, he's like, "The fuck are you talking about? What, what is this gibberish? I'm like gibberish? I'm like, oh, oh, so you're a Filipino that doesn't understand the language? Okay, that's cool. From ever since then, it's I, I guess I embarrassed him, but I didn't mean to. I said, hey, that's fine. You don't speak, we'll, we'll speak English. I know how to speak English very well. Dude, he never, he never invited me to anything, never talked with me. He never did anything with me ever again. It's like, I, I butthurt him because I, maybe he felt like he was being attacked because I told him like, oh, you don't know how to speak the language? That's fine. That's cool. No, but I think for me, <laughs> like, hearing, hearing that situation, like to me, and obviously I don't even know Kat, right? So like this motherfucker, like, I don't know what went on, but for me, like, it was just really intimidating to hang out with, like, Koreans that knew Korea and that knew the culture and knew the language. Like, because I had I had met someone, like, kind of more in my college years and stuff like that, that, like, was tied in. Like, he, like you know what I mean? And so when that happened, like, I don't know, I can, I, I could have sensed that maybe, too, of, like, it's, like, it's just, like, super intimidating when you meet, like, like a, like it's uh, weird, but like a purebred, right? Like it's like it's, a, it's, it's like because it, it's intimidating, bro. Because like you're like fuck, man. Like I don't, and this is different because of again being adopted. Like it was just like anytime I was around, I was like oh fuck, like I definitely don't belong here. Like you know what I mean? So I don't know. And uh, like yeah, the 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 only time that I've ever felt the feeling of belongingness, like I belong, is with my wife and kids. Even until today, 
even until now, I've only felt that way with my wife and kids. I want to get into this because we're both in interracial marriages and with your, and with your background and everything, how is that coming home to a very traditional Filipino family? Was that, was that difficult? Were you, were you one of the very first people? Cause I know some people like that. They're like one of the first people to date outside of like their race. And I know the, the discomfort that can come through that. Or was it just like, like a hand in a glove? <laughs> no, it was, it was me and my brothers. We all married out, outside where we all married white people. We all married white women, white women. <laughs> yeah. You want to know, you, you know, I tell people that like, like people, we, we oh, all that married white women. It's like, you're know, like, that's called fucking insurance, bro. Like we need some protection out here. Motherfucker. Can't be walking around here with just two Asians. You know how dangerous that is right now. No, man. It's, oh, it's like I don't know. Ah, it's it's a beautiful thing, I tell you. <laughs> was, so what was no. your mom? What, okay, so she has three boys come home with three white women. Was that, oh, was, that was that 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 was that difficult? I would imagine that would have to have been so uh, stressful. <laughs> um, yeah, my my mom's my mom's reaction was was. God, I hate to say it. She's not racist, but I'm I'm gonna say it. She, it the, her reaction was pretty racial. <laughs> I mean, this, this, this is how it went down. This is how it went down. I was, like, the, I was on the phone with my mom. Hey, mom. Uh, like, yeah, I met this girl. She's beautiful. She's awesome. She's amazing. She's smart. She's funny. She's all of the above. And, and she goes, uh, okay, uh, okay. Is is she a Mexican? Like what the fuck? Well, what does it matter? Does it have to, mom? No, like that. That doesn't matter. It doesn't. Doesn't matter. But she's she's amazing. She's talented. And she's like, okay, she Filipino. Like no, ma, she's not a Filipino. It's like okay, good because the Filipino just trying to get your green card, huh? Like what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I get it. That was my mom's hustle. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was her hustle for like marrying. <laughs> marrying like a dude from the air force like hey you know what you did your hustle good good on you we made it we did. <laughs> <We're here. laughs> but no she's like she was uh, she had she had some sort of negative like this negative tone every time she would go by off of like mm-hmm. some of the race we like you know what mom you know what just to appease the guy she's white how about she's white she goes okay good Ugh. so your mom knew what, what was what? up what? Her mom knew what was up like no what the f- like it did, it wouldn't matter, ma. What if? Okay, fine. What if she was black? Was, oh, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saying that now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like what? What if? Uh, no, she she just had this. I love her to death, man. How did that? Really, no, but like what? Again, <laughs> people need to understand when it comes to like what's different between if. That happens with people that were like born and raised in America versus someone from an entirely different culture. You know what I mean? Like, there's a culture shock, especially within, I feel like, African and Asian communities that like it speaks different sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but for her, I think it was more of, I think she finally looked past through that because she started asking. 
the, the common, like what, what are your commonalities? Like, mm. I, she, she, I think ultimately she wanted she's to know mom at the end of the day. Yeah. She's a mom at the end of the day and she wants to make sure that her baby's being taken care of. You know, here comes, this, here comes this girl that she know to cook and she clean, you know, the, like the things, can she, can she provide for my son the way that I have provided? Whoa. Big realization right there. I'm going to stop myself. But in a sense, I, I I think she wanted just to make sure that I was being taken care of. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe she can fill in the shoes that I can never, that I have never, was never able to do, you know? So how did that, was it kind of just like a natural progression of your mom being more, except it was a quick, was it slow? Hella slow. Hell yeah. yeah. Like molasses in winter, really. Yeah. No. Like, oh my God. What was the first, do you remember, was there a time that you just saw maybe click? That like, oh, okay, we're good now. She, uh, yeah, my wife wanted to learn how to make lumpia. Hey, it was cooking, man. I was going to say, especially in those Asian households, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you asked, so, like, hey, what is that? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, come here. All right, come here. So yeah, for, uh, dude, at first, she didn't, like, at first, uh, she didn't, my mom didn't want to teach my wife because she's white. And this family mm-hmm. recipe has been in our family generation for like this recipe has been in our our generation for like mm-hmm. several generations, four or five. Like it, and she was she was reluctant at first, and then she's like, I told her, I'm like, Ma, you know, I'm gonna die with this woman, right? She goes, Okay, I'll teach her. <laughs> like, fine, I'll teach her. That's like that also <laughs> like it's it's weird, but it's also it, it must be fun, not fun. But it must be interesting to see that change of like your commitment to your girl is the thing that was like, all right, yeah, this is real. So I might as well just, you know what I mean? Like not give into it, but just start helping push the train versus resist it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it was like the whole floodgates opened up. Yeah, bro, and she and sent over, like... pop over a baby and then it's like, oh, no, we're totally good now. We're solid. Grandchild. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. So, got a baby. so I want to kind of fast forward. So now that we know just a little bit about Europe, bringing, bringing everything like that, I want to fast forward to more stuff about like, uh, you know, stuff going on now, right? Like more current <laughs> and shit. Um, what has your, obviously I'm assuming you heard and followed the news of what happened in Atlanta um, when these Asian women were targeted um what what was that day for you because i've been really interested to talk about um you know how pissed off i was <laughs> yeah 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 but like but more just like i'm i'm trying to get a gauge of just a lot of different asian perspectives because i think there is as much as there was an argument about what's being broadcasted from media nationally mm-hmm. i think that each asian community had to look at him and figure out how they that community might have felt and that and so i'm really interested to, what was your what was my, my take on it personally yeah initially um, right like because like i think i and we'll go through that process of like where you are today with it maybe but like what yeah sure what was that like for you um when it first happened when i heard about these assaults or attacks i was i was really questioning okay why mm. i i wanted to understand why right 
like it sucks that it happened yes but i want to understand why and i still haven't found a solid enough answer for myself to step on so my second my second thing that i base off that i was really pissed about was um where are these individuals parents <laughs> like the That's a bully. And I hate bullies. Don't be a bully. And it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Korean, Mexican. I, I don't care. If you're a bully, I hate you. Like you need you need to you need to change your you need to, you need to change that right away. Right. And you, yeah. Um because I I believe, honestly, like this could have been this could have been stopped very early on. This should have been addressed right away, but it wasn't. And now it festers and it grows, and now it's it's taking a life on its own. What were what because when this happened for me, when when it happened, right, and I heard about it, like it was I related to because that like for just because we haven't like chatted in a while, that last whole year was pretty life-changing for me in the sense that like Randy and I went to support a Black Lives Matter protest, and we were out there right after mm-hmm. George Floyd. We, I, I had started to become more socially active in just what I want to see within the world, right? And and so I'm getting going on this. I'm starting to talk to my old high school and like line up things to have a conversation of how they need to fix their relationship with race. Like I'm doing a lot of these things, and then this happens, and. Just yeah and it's and it's interesting because like you just never and i think especially with asian community right like because we get so sidecasted a lot or just not publicized enough it hit in such a weird way because it's just like with everything with covid that happened and and what was coming on on some people would argue targeting from certain communities it's like it, it was weird right because like you just sit back and like like you i was just trying to find like why and how were you i guess this is a question were you mad at how it was being covered and portrayed because i've been asking that a lot to you because i think each person is different depending on just their beliefs and stuff i'll be honest bro like when i turn that tv on and you're not calling this a hate crime and six out of the eight people are asian like like let's because to me like the, the biggest problem with fixing this problem of race and hatred is that we're not honest and we're not we don't talk about what things we need to talk about we sugarcoat some shit i'm like no like that that's that's i mean the only thing that makes that a hate crime is obviously if if he identifies it but like to me on an outside perspective six out of eight 12 percent population of atlanta is an asian that's that's a low percentage bro that 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 to me you sought out you bullied and you targeted a specific group. Like we can call that like, cause you, you legally, I understand why you can't call it a hate crime, right? Cause you have to prove mm-hmm. certain things in the court. So I, I'm not mad about that. I'm at, I was frustrated about certain news coverage and friends that you and I may know different people from Asian. It's like, bro, like let, let, we need to stand up for our people. Cause like for so long, we were taught through traditional Asian beliefs of, uh, turn the other cheek, keep fighting, just keep pushing. This is what we have to do. This is what, like, fuck that though. Like, like that, that I don't know. That's, well, that's where I was at. So was that any frustration for you or were you? 
kind of I'm just more calm than I was. <laughs> I no, I, I I was I was a little bit I was a little bit more calm. I mean, yeah, but uh, I was what I was really upset about is the lack of accountability towards mm. it. See, like, yeah, yeah, you and I can, yeah, we'll, we'll like, I, I, I can see, I can see it. Like, it's upsetting. Um, it sucks that it happened, mm. and it sucks that it has to happen to a certain particular race. But at the same time, I'm like, we, we have to look at. I want to say that we have to look at each case individually. Oh, hundred percent. I, I, I believe that. They do. There has to be. There has to be a lot of accountability for you know for your actions. I mean, you reap what you sow, man. You know, if if you're a person attacking another person, then face the consequences. And and it and to me, like I said, it wouldn't matter about race. I, I if you are attacking another person, you need to be held accountable for those actions. Right. That's it. Yeah. No, yeah, that's so. I moving through that, then how? I just hope my kids don't get targeted. No, that's hundred percent. That's where I'm going. So, like, you, what was that? Because you're obviously your children are a lot older than my son. So, did you have any conversation? Was this more of like, oh yeah, let's yeah. So, what was that? What was that like? Well. They started asking me about like, hey, there are certain things that kids should not see on the news, <laughs> right? And this is just one of these things that happen. And uh, when when they found out, um, uh, you know, my eldest son, twelve, like he was asking the questions, like, what happened? Why? Why is it happening? I'm like, well, son. I look at I I told them that it doesn't matter. Don't don't look into the race. All right. Look at the people. Just look at the people. Just look at them as individual human beings. Race doesn't matter. You have an attacker and the person who just got assaulted. Okay. That's what you gotta look at. He need that person that attacked that other person, he needs to be held accountable for it, for his actions. It doesn't. It, it it doesn't matter. It's it's a human being. Why would you do that to another human being? That's an interesting take, though, because Be, uh, see, when I when I was growing up, man, I I, I didn't care who was who was in front of me. Like you, you can be Puerto Rican, you can be Hispanic, you can be Muslim, you can be white, you can be what I see. Is another person. That's that's it. You, you you I mean you can identify yourself as Asian, John, but I see you as a person first and foremost, and that's it. A right. person that I want to respect and care and love for. That's it. What's interesting I find though when I talk to people that not only are in the Asian community but grew up abroad, right? because we had one of Randy's really close friends and someone that I've gotten to know through these conversations, Josh. Right. And he like, not as military 
based around, but relatively same type of growing up where he was in an Americanized school in Thailand, spent time there and in the States. And he, he shares a very common vibe and theme of that, of what you share. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel that it's, it's, I don't know why I feel, and it's probably just because of my upbringing of like that. It was always the thing of race of where like, yes, I 100% agree. I, at the end of the day, right, like, you need to break it down to that situation of, like, well, he killed people. That's that's all you need to know. But I think it does semi-in services of the real problem in ways. Again, based on mm-hmm. every case is different. I, like, we're not talking about every single case, right? We're talking about one a certain incident of that, like... Th- that underlines that it may never be a problem, which I think is an injustice of like, but there are things in this country that I feel racially we need to fix. And because we kind of keep saying that old attitude of like, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter or not that it doesn't matter, but like that, that's not the main things that we're always focused on. It's like, that's a slippery slope in my opinion. You know what I mean? Because like, we have to talk about like, but if it was, would you have felt the same way if he would have came out and said, yeah, no, I fucking killed them because they're Asian and I wanted them to go back and, and fuck those chinks. If he said that, would that have changed it with, for your opinion? Because I think that's where maybe, well, that's, you know, you know what I again, mean? Again, that's, that's just still, that's still one individual. No, hundred percent. But I'm talking about like, it's, it's not going to change. Right, oh. right. But if you're talking to your kids about that specific, specific situation and not, not, because obviously mm-hmm. he didn't do this. We're not trying to say that he did, and they're still trying yeah. to figure all that shit out. But let's say he did, right? Did everything the same way, and then his last things before he blew his head off, he tore a t-shirt off and said, fuck chinks, right? Would that have changed the way you talk about it with your children as far as the re- the the weight of race within the situation? Or Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it, it would definitely I'm change. I'm not, um, I don't know if I'm asking that in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but I, I definitely understand what you're trying to say. But uh, yeah, the, the dynamic of the, of the conversation would definitely change for myself. Gotcha. And I uh, I would probably tell him, like, dude, you know what? You're seeing this now, but I'm just going to tell you not everyone is like this. Right. right. <laughs> because what, what you see... With, what you see on TV can be blown out of proportion proportion from from both sides from both oh, sides yeah, if you get yeah, what yeah. I mean um, and it, it is going on um, <laughs> I, th- I think one of my kids is having a fight with a cardboard box um, but yeah I would um, definitely have a different conversation if it was more portrayed towards like gotcha. because like i think some if it was actually have, targeted like hey, hey, 100%, because hey, i think guys. i think no? some like, people that, what you said before i felt people might misinterpret so that's why i wanted to like bring that up because like you're not saying that race doesn't matter across the board but it matters in situations if it if it is inflicted by that situation. Does that make sense? If it, if it was what portrayed. That's what I mean. If, that's if what it I mean. was portrayed, then yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Absolutely matters 100%. Gotcha. But if it's not, then that's just a bad person attacking another person. Mm. You know what I mean? You, and you, I, you, I hate that. But you don't feel at that point, six out of eight people being Asian is a is a racial enough weight to it? Do you know what I mean? And I'm just asking your opinion because I'm just curious. Um, 
Because it's all different, bro. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's it, the it, part that I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, are, are, there, are, there, are, there, yeah. are there are there continuous attacks about it? I mean, are there, is it still going on? Has it slowed down? Has it increased? I mean, there's, I there's a like, lot of people. I, in- I've, I've been following a lot more because when Atlanta happened, I shifted, I think, my effort of kind of my overall trying to move more equality into groups to kind of more trying to focus within Asian narrative. You know what I mean? So like I'm more just mm-hmm. representative of the compu- community that I am. And like, yeah, like the, in certain cities, it's getting what you could, you know, a, a, quite out of hand, you know, in certain communities, not obviously across the board, but like there's, you know, it's, it's interesting though, like the trickle down effect of COVID to now. And obviously like we've like Asian people have felt, racism and oppression before with the Chinese Exclusion Act, with the Yellow Pearl Act. Like there's a lot of things that this country did that made it pretty obvious where Asians are, you know, labeled as foreigners a lot of the time. But it's 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 weird now, right? Because I think it's a, it's an interesting spot now. Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. Uh I mean but we've we've in in some form we've always one race has always been a victim over the other. I mean, and it is, it's always going to continue and grow like that. I mean, uh, I'm half Irish. Take a look at the, take a look at the Irish community. I mean, they were, they were enslaved and they they were, they were sold as slaves yeah. and they were sold as slaves here in America. And they were actually treated way worse. <laughs> they they cost less and they were treated way worse. Um, and then look at the Filipinos. Uh, they were occupied by spain for like 300 years they were treated like shit too but i think that's where it's interesting that like you're i don't know it's an interesting demeanor of being because like i was talking to josh about this because like i said you guys share like more of like the calmer approach and obviously i think that's more a cultural (laughs) thing of being like that you see it in different lenses right like mm-hmm. that, that's why I love having so many different people on like those, like these podcasts is like what you walk through, what you experience shapes your perspective of a topic, basketball, racism, whatever, you know what I mean? Like it all kind of varies in that way, depending on like what you went through and shit. See, and I, I think that's, that's why. To be silent about it. Well, see, uh, how 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 can I how can I dress this better? Because in my head, it sounds really really cool. Um, <laughs> see, when when out when when growing up, mm-hmm. I was never told. Uh, I, I was uh, excuse me. I was always told to never look at race. Right. To, to be opening and accepting of anyone that comes through into your life. It's just to accept them as a human being. But now we stay silent about it. It's kind of a, it's kind of a no, no. Dependent though. Like, like, I think I, I get what you feel by like this, like this new super young generation that's coming up that that feel like you need to be super loud but i think 
like to me, there's way more, there's more than one way to fix all of this, right? And like you may call yourself silent, right? But you clearly have had conversations about this shit because you're coming to our conversation. Like, you know, um, you know, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you have thought about this shit before. So that doesn't, you know, silence doesn't mean that. I, I don't like it when people do that either. Cause it's like everyone fights their own shit in different ways because of what they're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like homie knowing you, like I wouldn't expect you to be out there. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like out there shouting and doing it. Like, I know you bro. Like you, you in, when I did know you like super well in school, like you were always more of a calculated thinker like that, the long game, the, you didn't have to be the face of it to know that you are working at something. Does that make sense? Like, you know what I mean? So like, I don't agree with that. Either. I don't. I don't like it when people are like, "Well, you have to do it. like no." Like, I, I've been yeah, out on those front lines on some of those shit, bro. Like, if you're not mentally ready for that, that could that could trigger you in a lot of different ways. So, like, I know that you. Not everyone is gonna wear the same, you know, say share the same idea of how to go about fixing whatever they want to fix. Yeah, I, and I think um, that's probably one of the reasons why I left social media in a whole. I, uh, I, I, if you try and look for me, I am completely dark because there's there's too much segregation and and it's not and it's not between it's not between um races anymore it's more about political structure and what your political thinking is if you don't leave this way then i don't want to be friends with you i i got dragged into a whole conversation about this whole race thing and i'm like guys i'm i okay i appreciate it that you thought of me but i'm not going to be a part of this argument it, it was an argument it wasn't even a discussion it was an argument it's, it's it's something completely different from what we are having right right here we're just we're just talking over there they were calling each other names and yeah, getting down to the whole, and, and and bringing bringing up uh history dude okay oh so, i get it you're, yeah. you're upset but that's not the that's a step back from how i'm looking at it mm. The way I look at it, you're just taking a step back. You're 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 making the divide even greater than what it is before. That's an interesting way to look at it. Because I don't, I mean, I don't like that shit either. Like, I don't think there's any point. Like, that's why I think Randy and I like started this honestly because like him and I both have been, and I think we all have gotten into that rabbit hole of social media, like. Let's just keep typing back and forth. And I think we got to a point where like, I think it's just better if we can just talk about this shit and like understand that there's common ground. Like at the end of the conversation, no matter if we agree or disagree, like we can go about our lives and not be mad at each other or whatever. Um, so I had a question. This might put you on the spot. So if you don't yeah. feel like answering, no worries. But um, when we were talking about getting you on, you obviously had conversations with Randy and myself and were kind of slightly maybe I don't know if hesitance is the right word, but you pause to to point out where you kind of believe in maybe more on a political uh, politicals. Yeah. Um and not that because like we don't I I I'm a fir- firm believer that like politics doesn't need to be in the conversation of equality because that's where it all gets lost in my, you know, oh, yeah. I thought, well, why, why did you, I guess, did you feel it necessary to make a point of that? Cause like, I honestly wasn't even gonna, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have asked like, you know, 
I would have to go back and listen, but I don't think we spend too much time on politics. I just was curious on your side of like why you felt it might be just well, because the reason why I mention it is because it has been a tool to be used within a political game. No, hundred percent. From both sides, from both sides. Yeah. I mean, both sides are wrong for using that shit, man. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, I am gonna admit, yeah, I, I fall conservative. I, I am a conservative. You know, uh, I am a, I, I am a Republican. Um, I voted Republican, but at the end, like, they turned it into this whole racial thing. That that was who's, that was who's, who's they in your opinion? Both of them, both both who, of them. Who's they? Like the political uh, game, the media, the political the, game, the media, the, the media. They're just so. The media wants to spin their own narrative to fit whatever damn agenda that they got both going on, and it's disheartening because that's all they're thinking about instead of. So instead of instead of finding a way to just sit down and have a conversation and talk about how to help people in general, they're not. They want to know what cop, which cop killed who? Did he kill another white guy? Did he kill another black guy? Did he kill him? That's that's disgusting, man. See, I think that's interesting. Can, can we can we find a way just to, to not? To not use race as a like some sort of political agenda. I yes, yes, but I think it's just, like again because again, and this is why I wanted to have you on because knowing you and having our deep ass conversations in between like Pro Tools tests, like we got it, like we, we shared a lot of shit, bro. And so like, I find that interesting though of just like because if we're because I both we both agree that we judge everything on its soul purpose right like we, we don't we and i think you and i do a relatively good job at that of just like this a is a b is b you can't compare a and b you know what i mean um but it's just interesting the again the the global look that you may have on it because obviously dude, like you grew up around the world like you, I grew you up have, everywhere <laughs> you have multiple homes right like you can consider multiple places and countries like not counties, people, countries, home, right? And so you have, I can see how that perspective is is in nature to you, right? Because like at a young age, you didn't see racial shit as black as a white person coming up to you and telling you to go back to your own country. You're coming from a place where you, people that are in your specific community are giving you that shit. So I, I, I now I think after having these conversations, like it clicks to me why your perspective is like that. And I think that's beautiful because like, that's where I think people need to get to. But I think everyone's having a hard time trying to get there. And, and this, is, and this is a really long way to get to this. But I think when you have a global look, I don't know, man, like I, I agree with that, but there's just certain situations where like race and again, this is perspective of my, of how I grew up of like, that was always a thing. Like, even if I didn't want it to be, you know what I mean? And, and it became a, a narrative to where like, I don't know. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, it's just interesting. It's, it's, it's a good narrative to have though, man. Like it's a good perspective to have of the idea of like, because you grew up everywhere <laughs> and no language, <laughs> you know, like, you know, 
that bigger picture, but I think like what I have maybe in uh I don't know, just an innate thing to just like, but like sometimes I think we do need to talk about race and how it may have played factors in certain things because like it's not like it doesn't in life certain times, you know what I mean? But that that's so what so you were you living in Wisconsin at the time of all the election and all the crazy shit? Yeah. Cause, cause we were, we were, we were back or like most of that time I was still in California. So it's like, I didn't know how it was in Wisconsin. What was that like as, because again, you don't obviously go out and be like, I'm a Republican bang your drum no. <laughs> in the background and stuff like that. But what was it like? Because when you do that, when, when I think when you're quieter about it, you can kind of chameleon your way through your, like your, like your neighborhood or something. And you know what I mean? Like, what was mm-hmm. that like? Obviously, you seem pretty frustrated on the narrative of what happened with conservatives, which I do agree. Like they have gotten the wrong messages. Being no, it wasn't with just conservatives as well. It was with them. it was yeah. also with the right. It was both sides. I was really upset right. about. Like, you, right. like I, I just want to take both sides and just say you guys are both idiots. Yeah. <laughs> just shake them a little bit, you know? Like they're. I don't think they're seeing the bigger picture here. And we're in a time of disparity, I believe. And it's not, it's not all just racial now. It's despair. Mm. And there's a huge difference. I believe those, those two are, those two are getting mixed up a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Racial versus disparity. And what are we doing? (laughs) as a community to help each other not nothing really except when you got when you got into the states were you living mostly in like a white community mixed community asian community when you got into like the to like new orleans and you're like it was a mix between um black and white but okay. a, a, a relatively diverse neighborhood oh yeah oh yeah cuz like and then is- everyone thought i was mexican yeah i'm sure they did bro <laughs> I, I guess, especially down there bro like yeah like Oh, yeah. okay. Like, <laughs> because I think that's where pers- my perspective, and we again we've talked about this, is just like where it's different. Of like, I again see how your broader perspective, being re- seeing the states for the very first time in more of a diverse grouping, right? Like a, an equal amount of like diversity of black and white folks, right? Mm-hmm. And that's great. And I think that's where the South always in ways can get to the understanding of like the racial tensions because of their history with it, because, uh, because there is just more diversity down there. But bro, I'm telling you, like, if you grew up where I grew up, I don't know if you're having the same like perspective necessarily on like race may not matter. Cause like it fucking mattered every goddamn other day and like i don't know it's it's just an interesting perspective like i love your perspective on it because like again we relate on so much of the isolation part right but then we have mm-hmm. outlookly different opinions on like what do you want to see fixed first and what do you want? you know what i mean does that make sense so yeah well, it's interesting see, like, you know what I mean? it's interesting. well i mean uh, i guess i guess that's also like my my own perspective of it is because I, I don't really pay much too much attention on it. You know, I, I don't let 
the issues today, though, they are they, they are issues to be worried about. But I think I don't worry about them as much as the next person because, see, my schedule is I get up at 5.30 every single day. I work out. And then I go straight to work. And then from work, I come home. And then I take care of my kids. I help them out with their homework. And I help them pack lunches sometimes at night or sometimes when, when my wife has a longer shift and I, I end up making dinner. I clean as best as I could, even though I know I suck at it. Then I go to sleep and then I wake up at 5.30 again and do my whole spiel again. Every single, every single day, man. Every single day, I have this routine. And I don't think I have time for it. I mean, that may be upsetting for some other people, for people to hear. Like, wow, that's that could almost be uh, insensitive, culturally insensitive of you, or that can be extremely racist of you for not uh, for not tuning into things like this. And and uh, I that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is live my life day to day as best as possible and train my kids to not become idiots when they grow up. Right <laughs> to not be assholes. <laughs> no, because like by not not by not being in the mix doesn't make you racist. It makes again like that's your identification on how you want to overcome that 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 race the the racism that may be out there. Right, like that's just your. So like I don't I don't like it when people would identify you as like culture. Like if you don't if if that again because we all run this race of life uh, differently uh, differently yeah you know what i mean like i don't expect you or anyone else to be as loud as i am about a certain subject right just because you happen to be asian right like i just you know what i mean so like i know that again everyone's different on how you want to fix this problem of overall Mm-hmm. what you may find as flaws within this country right like and we're all just trying to get through that mix of it bro yeah well, i have a I, question I, has your so has your is your if your your son's the oldest at 12 right mm-hmm. and then you have another uh penny old? she's a child she's seven and i have my youngest boy seems alexander he's uh four five so somewhere around there your eldest would be in like what grade like third fourth no fifth i don't even know what grade that is uh i don't know either hey michael yeah what grade are you in six sixth grade everyone so that's obviously you know that the start of junior (laughs) high school and stuff like that's a very interesting time of development for people has your son faced or come home with any type of racial things yet or is it mostly have you been mostly in the clear on that that's cool that's good not at all not he goes to a private school so they have like a lot of rules and regulations and zero tolerance on things so it i want to say him being in that uh, being being in a private institution kind of there are boundaries you will you cannot cross so mm-hmm. it's already being negated from the forefront that like you can't say these things. <laughs> they're already training our children. Like, hey, don't, mm, don't do this. Uh, yeah. What? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, no, no bullies, no back talk, no nothing, man. It's like, cheap. That's, that's interesting, though, because I was at a diverse <laughs> like uh, student body. Oh yeah. See again, mm-hmm. like you. 
That's, I, I, I like I'm running into these like scenarios where I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> no, no, no. But like this is this is what I mean about how no matter what regard you have of situations, like every perspective is vastly different, right? Like you cannot label because dude, when we go outside, people are gonna call you and me the exact same race. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna be we're gonna be Chinese, <laughs> yep. we're gonna be this, that, or the other. And so they think we both react or have the same perspective on race, on society, on equality, on this shit, right? Mm-hmm. But it again, it's your surroundings that make that. Because like you say, you don't have time, but I'm telling you, bro, if you want to move your kids to where I grew up, you're gonna have to make fucking time for it because it's gonna, <laughs> cause they're gonna go through it at a clip that may be just a different what than what your experience to white America. And I, but I find it fascinating that you have continued to place the surroundings and the circumstances that may help you, right? Like, so you went to a higher institution. You didn't just go to a public school where maybe there's more bullying, maybe there's more targeting, maybe there's more harassment, right? You went to a diverse school body understanding, well, at least he may not be the only Mexican, he may not be the only Asian, he may not be the only student color. Like, that's that's huge, right? Because again, by by just circumstantial surroundings, there's more of a shift in narrative. Like, yeah, we can be the same person because I've known you since kindergarten, dude. I used to eat your boogers. You're black. I'm white. (laughs) We are, you know, in sixth grade with your son. You know what I mean? But where Randy and I come from, where Randy and I come from, like, yo, you're not getting out (laughs) of kindergarten without understanding like, oh shit, I am different. And not only am I different, like it's, 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 and even now worse, dude, like it's just, it's at a weird level of like targeting. But again, my bigger point to that huge venting rant I just went on is that you can't leave conversations. And because of certain things happening around the country to communities, let it be the black community, Hispanic or Asian, mm-hmm. you can't just be a Filipino man and someone that you always mistake as Chinese, but as Korean to say that they believe <laughs> in the same shit because we don't. Right. And I think that's the beautiful thing about friendships that you, when you get across aisles, narratives, whatever, is like, yeah, mm-hmm. man, like, fuck, you know that saying chink is bad. I know that saying chink is bad. You and I have two totally different ways on how we want to fix that. And that's beautiful. Right. Because I think that's, that is the bigger picture. I'm like, that's what we should be allowed to do, motherfuckers. Like, it's, there's, <laughs> there's not one right answer. You know what I mean? Cause like, we're all still trying to just, being a good peaceful mind of living yeah um, well i i I also really do think it's um definitely about upbringing you know um how how you were taught how you were raised you know really really shines a light weirdly enough i'm kind of kind of i'm fortunate enough that i get to experience everything at a very young age and still come out Hopefully, a decent human being. Oh, bro, <laughs> you know, I'm telling you what uh, you went through, and what I know from this episode, and what I just know from our, like before, like, bro, you can't, like, you, America, and people are lucky you're not crazy, and and uh, like, you know what I mean? Because like, you were faced with some shit that 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 inherently you would think would change to a darker perspective at some point, and the fact that you're not is 
is again a huge reason why we wanted you on here. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, like, it, it, I mean no, yeah. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. Yes, there was a dark portion of my life where I felt like no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. My bad. I bet I meant just more of your overall look now. Sitting but right now, there. it's just yeah. Now, now it's definitely different. It's more I'm just accepting of everything. I, I can't. Okay, you're heading. What's what's the best way to put this? Like. Just don't be ignorant around other people. <laughs> about that? Like the the ignorance, you know, just be accepting, man. Yeah, for sure. Um to bounce back a little bit before we start like wrapping up here, would did where did you and your wife first like would be like where did you guys meet as far as like in the states and like where did you guys I guess start being like significant like you guys were like you're in it together oh. type of shape you know what i mean where were you uh we were not in the states uh we were in international waters doing magical circles around the pacific i believe um we were on a boat uh we were on a ship the uss new orleans lbd 18 she was an engineer and i was working with the bosun a bosun's mate where uh, as an undesignated personnel um i was going I, I want to say that I was heading back to after the ship, the back of the ship. And I saw her with her little clipboard looking all cute and greasy because she was an engine man. <laughs> and I said, you know what? You're kind of cute. Let me take you out of the day. And she said, yeah. And uh, yeah, our first day was in Hawaii. It was beautiful. Dang, that's nice. Uh, where did you <laughs> like your first day was in Hawaii? Like my first day was in like I don't know some fucking cornfield somewhere. No uh, man, I no no. You know you know what was worse about that story? I gave her the McDonald's test, man. I took our first date was straight to McDonald's. I want to see what she would she would judge me with a person on a budget. But again, I like, wanted to see. <laughs> you want to know the Dude? difference between where you hmm, that one? <laughs> 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 see, Rand, see randy talks shit though but he forgets sometimes he mistakes of like back where we're from mcdonald's that's an expensive ass date because you gotta hey, drive, man, you, you know, gotta drive up, out of town like hey for me that's a 20 minute drive to get to the nearest mcdonald's from where i'm at hey, randy i don't know how your upbringing was man but you know what when i was growing up and you know like you get the kids like hey mom dad we're hungry and they're in the car and it was like can we go to mcdonald's and they're like what whose birthday is it whose birthday What's going on? What is yeah, the occasion? Right. No, we ain't going to be. See, McDonald's was a special place, okay? All right, growing yeah, up, McDonald's hey, man, was... We're made kids, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, grew, I grew up in a village, man. McDonald's was a special place. <laughs> you know how much shit I had to get through to get to that goddamn McDonald's? So where, where did you and your wife um, set up home? Um... We were living in San Diego for uh, first, um, and I want to say we were living in Chula Vista. I can't quite remember. Somewhere around there. Um, and she, we noticed something that uh, the cost of living out there was getting a little bit too expensive for us, especially now that we have, uh, you know, our firstborn. Mm-hmm. And. They're like, you know what, Ray? Let's let's go to let's go to Wisconsin. I didn't know where Wisconsin was. No one does, bro. I uh, you could give me a map. You, you know what? After years of living here, you could probably give me the map of Wisconsin. I'll still be lost. 
I've been, I'm still lost. <laughs> so I'm going to tell yeah, you, I have some diehard Wisconsin people that listen to this. You might be in some shit after this. Oh, that's, that's fine. You know, I love, Hey, but you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll come back and say, I love the brewers. I love beer and cheese and wine. So that's yeah, check. That, that, but yeah, I'm, uh, I, I, yeah, I've, uh, when she told me that uh, we're going to be moving to Wisconsin, uh, I didn't have any family in San Diego. Did I didn't have, have any did family have, anyway. Did she have family in Wisconsin? Yep. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So is her family based out of Wisconsin mostly? Her family, yes. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I just didn't know how that connection. So did you, because uh, the reason this is my long format way of getting to this question is being with a white woman in Wisconsin, depending on what, like where you're at can kind of like, I, I know a lot of people that get caught, get looked at if you're in any type of like interracial type of relationship or anything. Did you, did you feel any of that? Or was it mostly you were kosher, good to go through, through that? I was, I was good to go, man. <laughs> well, I'm telling um, you like, because that, I don't well, know what's maybe, up with these maybe, Asian people I'm talking to that haven't, that haven't witnessed racism in, in this, which is beautiful. Right. Because that's the point. But I am telling you, man, like, again, I want to take you and well, your wife maybe, just to walk around and see how your eyes we can get stared at, bro. The, the thing is, man, I mean, like, remember, see my face, you see my face. I can, I can be, I can be anyone. <laughs> and what I mean by that, um, I can, I can, I can look Mexican. I can look Puerto Rican. I can, as soon as I take out the glasses, bro, I mean, they're the eyes. But as soon as I put them back on, I can be anyone I want. Um, this is like my superpower right here, these glasses. Uh, <laughs> um, but maybe I have. I just didn't notice. May, yeah, maybe. Because like, my wife Because when, they, like when, when people... Well, how I was taught when someone makes eye contact with me, you say hello. And that's what I've always done. Every time someone looks at me, I'm like, hi, good morning. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, good evening. And they always say they're so, they're so polite when they say, oh, hi. <laughs> Hello. Good on you. You know? We all have like hey. that, that, like, that voice for like a white community. It's usually just very well-spoken, very, very, very peppy. <laughs> well, man, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because when I first moved to the States, man, it wasn't always like that, okay? Um, when I, when I first moved to, to the States, uh, the loop that, that apartment that got washed away by Katrina, mm -hmm. my neighbor, he was black. And I, have I told you this before? No, I don't think so. Okay. Oh my goodness. So, uh, he, he talked a lot of slang, man. And I did not he understand. Uh, <laughs> he, he, no, I'm saying he talked a lot of slang and I didn't understand at the time. <laughs> so he was like, what's up dog? Right. And I, I looked him dead in the face and I told, I seriously straight up told him I am not a dog. And he got, he got pissed, man. He's like, no, cuz I'm like, I am not your cousin. And <laughs> he got so mad. He just went inside his door and just slammed the door. And I'm like, man, what did I do? Uh, I'm really, I was really confused. I didn't know. What, I didn't know what I did. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the first time I traveled internationally, and I, I've been like a hip hop head. I mean, for a long time, so I would always throw in just random like "What's up" or you know, cut like mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? I was in no, it was in Korea <laughs> my first time outside of the country, like, and I said something like it was similar situation where I was just like, "Oh, that's dope," and they're like, 
that's a that, that's drugs i was like oh yeah. no, no. i was like no 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 in the states that just means really cool it means fun it means it's 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 cool <laughs> with the look i got it just like because they just yeah that's funny i tell people yeah, like slaying makes it impossible around the like in different parts of the world <laughs> that's funny so then so you were so you were mostly did you start talking slaying like more before than maybe more of just like proper English? no i i i still i still kept up with the uh, i mean it was i mean i i started doing my homework you know what what things started meaning and just not. watching like yo mtv raps and like <laughs> just albums and stuff Dude, bro, and, like, like, and like you're just like all right how far do i have to go back like rock and roll hip-hop jazz like where are we going at this no you know what helped like, me out i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie you know what helped me out cribs mtv uh, cribs yeah <laughs> That's all slang. You have people that have never used slang before. You slang in MTV cribs. Like, and I'm like, oh god, I gotta write this down. <laughs> Maybe this is a good thing. I don't know. Just like, what, all right, so I need to figure out what crystal is, dude. When they opened up their fridge, I was like, man, is that a normal thing that everyone just has Gatorade or vitamin fucking water? What the fuck is going on? I was like, hell, confused. That's funny. Dude. Oh, I didn't know anything about product placement during the time. Oh god. You didn't understand sponsorship, <laughs> endorsement, and money. Um, well, I, I we usually go into like a little bit of a quick hitter section. So these are just kind of questions that um, you know we ask every guest. That, that I always like to just get people a little uncomfortable. Quick, bang, yeah. quick bangers. Um, so I put you in a room. Uh, sure. You're talking to maybe like 250 to 500 people, so relatively small. Crowd. Sure. Um, relatively mixed, maybe mostly white. Um, what you have the power to bes- you tell them how, what they have to do. They have to act that way. Does that make sense? So, like, if I'm like, so a lot of people will say like, well, I like to, I would want everyone to leave with empathy. I want people to leave <laughs> with courage to add to to ask someone of a different color question like what's one thing that you would stick in someone's head that they inherently would always have to follow from that day forward oh um that's 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 kind of tough that's really loaded man we go um, man because because there's a lot of things that you can ask people to but you know what um oh my gosh i would say if they if they can walk away or do something from now on yeah, me and Paul. It's to have the knowledge. It's to have the education and knowledge, you know, just, just understanding of being understanding of one another. That's dope. Uh, no, that's a good one. It's very unique. We haven't had that that type of answer. Um, because, uh, I mean, uh, uh, let, let's let's be real. Knowledge is power, man. 100%. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a similar question. <laughs> but it's more, I guess, of an overall message, if you will. I give you a billboard on the busiest highway in America. What's on your billboard? What's on my billboard? Yeah. Is is there a message? Is there images? Is it? Oh my gosh! What would you want? The Invest in Doge. Thing? No, no, I'm joking. Um. <laughs> no. Um. My message. Oh, I really don't want to say it, but say it. We go deep, man. Oops. We got to make a, uncomfortable conversations comfortable. 
That's do good. Do good. You don't want people to know to do do good. Why would you not want that? That's a pretty good message, bro. Uh, I, I thought you were gonna be like like some some thing off the cuff of just inappropriate, <laughs> not like do good. Like didn't Muhammad Ali say do good <laughs> at some point? Like no, I, I would say um I hate less. <laughs> um, I like that though. Yeah, do do good. That would be my message towards the public if they're going to see my billboard, man. Do good, because uh, that doing good for one person always sparks another thing of kindness, another act of kindness. Um, and that's that's one way of getting out of a of a bad situation, you know. Um, and you can absolutely make a person stay. And I am totally speaking out of experience here that. When someone is extremely down and out for the count and believe that they are at their rock bottom, one single act of kindness can change that person's perspective on life forever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a that's a hell of a note to go off, man. Um, I want to say first any... off to, to both to both the wife oh, and you, uh, I super appreciate you um serving for everything that you've done, right? Um, I think first and foremost, I always try and make sure I know all my fucking vets that <laughs> I appreciate what you guys have done. Um, I super appreciate you coming on here. I know that, you know, you were worried about, it. I hope it was all good though. And we, we treated you well and we'll definitely get you back on this podcast when, you know, when we, when, when we want to talk more about this shit, but I, I super appreciate it. Um, please, uh, do you have anything before I sign off? Anything you'd like Ooh, to add Ray or any, sorry. any last words of wisdom? Of course. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to John, man. Thank you so much for inviting me, Randy. Uh, thank you for having, having me, man. And just, and you know what, just, just the fact that you guys are, are listening like you yourselves, you're, you're not just recording another voice here, but you are actively listening to what other people have to say. You know, that, that, that goes a long way. I want to thank you for that. That's, that's really good. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. And like I said, we'll get you back on here. Um, for later episodes to talk about more shit because I got some more questions for a later time. Um, but thank you to Chris Godzilla Taylor for the amazing intro music. My homie, my sensei, my friend, my mentor came in the clutch with that. Um, Chad Curtin, who also side note, thank you for reminding me, Randy, um, is expecting a new child. So congratulations, Chad Curtin in Lancaster, California. Your family, you got the boy and girl. Tell your wife you're done. Tap out here. Go. Go do whatever you need to do to tap that shit out. You got one of each, you're good. But uh, that's Chad Curtin at Chad Curtin Designs on Instagram if you need any graphic design logo work done. Super appreciate your time. Uh, listeners, please make sure you come back. Follow us at The Homegrown Podcast on Facebook, Instagram. You can go on to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcast um, and subscribe for new shit. So I appreciate everyone listening, and we'll see you later. Bye.